Welcome to Main Menu for September 23rd, 2011. I'm Jamie Pauls. After this week's tech update from Chase Crispin, Shane Davidson begins a series on the popular blogging platform WordPress. Next, Mary Emerson tells us about distance learning via the teaching company. Finally, Chase Crispin tells us about barcode scanning with BC Scan and directions for me. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. Tech Update, a technology news segment heard on ACB Radio's main menu in Accessible World's Tech Talk. Hello, main menu and Tech Talk. This is Chase Crispin with the Tech Update for the week of September 19th, 2011. I would first like to mention that JAWS 13 that I mentioned last week has been released in public beta form. This is JAWS 13, public beta 1. Anyone can get it. If you have a JAWS current SMA, it will run in full mode. If not, it will run in demo mode. To learn more about JAWS version 13 beta 1 or to download it today, you can visit freedomscientific.com. GW Micro has made available some new plans for their SMAs. If you or the agency that purchases SMAs for Windows for you has trouble affording the every three upgrade SMA cost, you can check out new two upgrade SMAs or time-based SMAs that'll give you all the upgrades that come out within that time frame. You can buy a two-year SMA and then purchase an additional year. If your SMA expires and you have to buy a new one after the SMA expires, you'll have to start over at two years. If you would like to learn about these new options for Windowize SMAs, you can visit gwmicro.com or to order an SMA, either the 3Cat1 or one of the new SMAs, you can email sales at gwmicro.com. Remember that if you're going to purchase a new SMA, you must be running the latest release of Windows. The third item for tech update this week relates to the Quitter client, probably the most popular Twitter client for visually impaired users that works with almost all screen readers and sappy five voices. As you know, the Quitter client supports Salona, for CAPTCHAs, Twitter, Bing for searching, Google Voice, and a stopwatch. It looks like the Quitter client has met the end of its development, as Christopher Toth, known as Q, tweeting as at MongusQ on Twitter, announced that coding has been stopped for Quitter. We can hope that Quitter development will resume at some point in the future. However, for now, it looks as if Quitter 5, Beta 5, is going to be the last version of the client. To learn more about Quitter, you can visit quitter-client.net, or to voice your opinion on this, you can email q at quitterclient.net. This is all I have for this very brief tech update, so this will conclude the tech update for Main Menu and Tech Talk for the week of September 19th, 2011. I'm Chase Crispin, and if you have anything you would like to make sure it gets included in Tech Update, whether it be assistive technology news or mainstream technology news, feel free to send it to me with the information provided at the end of every tech update. Thank you for listening to this week's tech update. If you have any comments or anything you would like to see added to next week's tech update, please call 206-337-4383 or email chase at acbradio.org. And be sure to listen to next week's main menu and tech talk.
Hello everybody, welcome to ACB Radio's main menu. My name is Shane Davidson. This week, we'll be reviewing at least the first portion of WordPress from www.wordpress.org. What is WordPress? WordPress is most notable for a blogging platform, creating your own personal blog, business blog, educational blog, what have you. It's a very, very powerful blogging platform. A lot can be done with it. I've even seen it, you know, WordPress turned into a content management system. You name it, it can probably be done with WordPress. This first initial post, we're going to be discussing installation of WordPress, editing your cont file, etc. I'm going to first remind you that this is not for the faint of heart. It can be done easily by someone that knows what they're doing. Your documentation is going to be your best friend. I'll remind you, I'll keep referring to the documentation because it's going to be your best friend. Should answer a lot of the initial questions you might have. Uh, WordPress.org has a lot of great information. WordPress by itself is great, but its expandability is what's given its claim to fame. People like Windows Live have used WordPress.com as their preferred blocking platform. I prefer self-hosted. That is what we're going to be doing today, is self-hosting our blog. We'll be installing it on a subdomain. And we'll show you how it works. A quick note before we begin. I will not be showing you how to edit wp-config.php or uploading these files to your web's host. The reason being, every person has a different editing style, every web host has a different configuration. So showing you one way may or may not apply to your web hosting system. It's not the fact that I can't do the job. It's the fact that my information probably won't apply to you. So instead of confusing everybody, we're just going to go ahead and skip the editing of the configuration file and the uploading of these files and jump right into installation. As stated before, I will not be covering actually editing the configuration file, uploading the files to your web host, or creating and managing the MySQL database you will need to run WordPress. Your host provider can help you with those types of details. Because the configuration file is well commented, and if you don't know a piece of information, your host provider should be able to ha have it for you. Google searching will help you, or the comments will be self-explanatory. To get WordPress, visit www.wordpress.org. Download the zip file, extract it, Rename wp-config-sample.php to wp-config.php and follow the comments in the file. Once you've done that, go ahead and upload the files to your web host and we can dive right into installation. But before we do that, why would you want to use WordPress self-hosted rather than WordPress.com? Well. To be honest with you, you've got a lot more control over the self-hosted version of WordPress. It provides you a lot more expandability, and you're not limited to whatever WordPress.com gives you for plugins. I've never used them. I won't use them because I've been self-hosted for years. But honestly, you'll want to go self-hosted. Heck, if you're small enough, you might just be able to get away with hosting it on your own machine. But that's definitely beyond the scope of this multi-part review. So, 
Self-hosted or WordPress.com, your choice, but we're reviewing self-hosted. So enough of me rambling, let's get to it. I'm using JAWS for Windows version 12, Internet Explorer version 8.0, and WordPress version 3.1.0. Please note, there may be later versions of WordPress out by the time this goes to air. And we're using RealSpeak to do this demonstration. So, let's get to it. I'll press Windows key R. Run dialog. Type the name of a program. Folder. Doc At this point, I've got the installation program over at mainmenu.shaneD.net. So we'll type HTTP colon slash slash M-A-I-N-M-E-N-U period S-H-A-N-E-D period N-E-T forward slash WP-admin slash WP-admin slash install dot php slash i-n-s-t-a-l-l period p-a-p and i'll hit enter enter new tab page feed on feeds windows internet explorer wordpress installation install wordpress button we're now on the wordpress installation page wordpress installation blank heading level one graphic wordpress heading level one welcome blank welcome to the famous five minute wordpress installation process you may want to browse the link read me documentation at your leisure, otherwise, just fill in the information below, and you'll platform in the world. Blank. Heading level 1 information needed. Blank. Please provide the following information. Don't worry, you can always change these settings later. Blank. Table with two columns and five rows. Site title. Edit. This is a basic form, so we'll in-game forwards mode. Enter. And I will. Site title edit. Type and text. We're gonna call this... M-A-I-N space M-E-N-U space. T E F space B L O G. Hit tab. Tab. Username edit admin. Username will change that from admin. I always change the default username for security purposes. I recommend you do so as well. We'll hit backspace. N space. Then I'll get rid of that. We'll type in main menu. M A I N M E N U. Once again, we'll read it. Username edit main menu. Type in text. Let's make sure it's spelled right. Main menu. U S. M A I N M E N U blank. It is. We'll hit tab. Tab password. Twice a password will be automatically generated for you if you leave this blank password edit. I since it's asking for the password, I'm gonna enter a password in this case. Star 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 star. We'll hit tab. Tab password. Twice a password will be automatically generated for you if you leave this blank password edit. Star 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 tab. Your email edit. In this case, I'm going to provide. An email address. S-H-A-N-E at S-H-A-N-E-D period N-E-T. Go ahead, tab. Tab. Allow my site to appear in search engines like Google and Technority checkbox checked. Well, disengage forms mode. Virtual blank. Allow my site to appear in search engines like Google and Technority checkbox checked. Table end. Basically, if you want to be searched in search engines, check that box. In this case, because it's only a Allow my platform, site to appear in search. I'm going to uncheck it. Space. Not checked. We'll go down. Table end. Blank. Install WordPress button. We'll hit the install button. Please note, you would have specified your database and other information in the actual conf file, so we'll hit uh, space on install. Space. Login link. Two headings in one link. WordPress. Installation. Heading level one graphic. WordPress heading level one success. WordPress has been installed. Were you expecting more steps? Sorry to disappoint. Table with two columns and two rows. Username, main, menu, password. Your chosen password. Table and link login. And that, folks, <laughs> is installation. It's pretty easy to install. Um, there's not much to it. So we'll link login. Hit the login link at the bottom of the page. Enter login visited link. Main menu test blog. Login login visited link. Username edit. Username edit. It wants my username, so we'll hit enter. 
Enter. M A I N E U U E E N U. Learn to type. That'll help. Tab. Password. Password edit. And we'll enter our password. Star. Space. Star. Tab. Remember me. Checkbox not checked. In that depends on your preferences. Um, in my case, I'm gonna check it off because well. Space checked. It makes the most sense at the moment. We'll hit tab. Tab. Login button. And we'll hit login. Space. Dashboard. Main menu. Test blog. WordPress. Login button. Main menu. Link. Eleven headings and dashboard. This is the default dashboard for WordPress. A lot can be done here. Uh, there are some test posts and categories that have, well, test posts and comments that have been created uh, by default. So the first thing you always want to do on a new installation is remove those. To accomplish that, we're going to go to the links list within set F7. Links list dialog. Links list view. Main menu test blog. Hit P. P. Posts. We'll press enter. Enter. Posts visited link. Posts. Main menu test blog WordPress. Posts visited WP-admin. We'll hit X for checkbox. Checkbox not checked. I'll check off the checkbox. Space. Checkbox checked. Hit C for combo box. Combo box. Well actions. Space. Combo box. Well actions. M. Move to trash. Move to trash. We'll tab. Tab. Apply button. Hit apply. Space. Apply button. Two headings and 53 links. Slash apple edit. I'll hit H. Post sad new heading level 2. Wrapping to top. Main menu test blog. Search engines blocked. Heading level 1 link. Heading level 2 posts. Heading level 2 link add new. Blank. Item moved to the trash. Link hunt blank. Link undo. Blank. List of two items. The item has been moved to the trash. I won't bother emptying the trash at the moment. We'll just leave it there for now. By default, there is an on-categories category. That'll do for now. We'll uh, talk about editing editing posts, managing categories, and tagged and the differences in the next post. In the next uh, part of this series, I should say. So, first thing we want to do, uh, now that we've gotten rid of these posts, is change the layout of your user. So we'll hit, uh, instead of 7. Links list dialog. We'll hit home. Home. We'll go down. Search engines blocked. Main menu. Log out. Main menu. There we go. It's his main menu. Now, the reason you're seeing... Search engines blocked. ...above that is because I have search engines blocked. Because we don't need search engines searching this test block at the moment. So we'll go down. Main menu. We'll click on main menu. Enter. Main menu visited link. Profile. Main menu test blog WordPress. Main menu padmins wp-admin. We're now on the main menu profile page. Only option you need to change here... Disable the visual editor when writing checkbox not checked. As a blind individual, you want to check this box, and we'll check it off by hitting the space bar. Space. Disable the visual editor when writing checkbox checked. That's fine. We'll hit B for button. Update profile button. Hit update profile. Space. Update profile button. Six headings and 38 slash use WP-admin. Um, a lot of that information uh, in there can be edited and changed. Go ahead and do so as you see fit. I don't need to because all this is the test platform and a pro a platform for review purposes. So, with that said, let's go ahead and uh, show you how to create a post. Hit insert of seven. Links list dialog. Links list view. WP admin slash profile. P posts. Uh, actually, Home. we'll hit N. New post. End for new post. Hit enter. Enter. New post visited link. Add new post. Main menu test blog word. Add new post. There we go. Default installation. Not hard to take care of. We'll hit uh, F. Save draft button. Publish alt plus P button. Standard radio button checked. Now. Heading level 3 format. 
Formatting. Standard radio button standard. checked. Aside radio button not checked. Space. Space. Radio button not checked. Gallery three of three. We always leave it at standard. Uncategorized checkbox not checked. There's only one category. Post tags edit. Uncategorized checkbox. That check. is uncategorized, so we'll check it off. Space. Uncategorized checkbox checked. Post tags edit. Post tags, you can tag different things. I'm used to using categories. Tags and categories will get into more further discussion next time. Add button. Enter title here, Reddit. Enter title here. Very simple. Hit the space bar. Space. Enter title here, Reddit. We'll enter our title. T A I space space O S O C C B R R space A E O O I E D R A O S E N E M A I S E U period. Virtual PC. Enter title here. Edit this is the first post for ACB radio's main menu. We'll hit F. B Alt plus B button. These are buttons you can push to insert tags and so on. We'll hit E because we don't need any of these. Edit. This edit box is, of course, where you type in your content. So we'll uh, press Enter. Enter. Edit. If you know HTML, HTML is fully supported. So you can go ahead and HTML all day long. We'll just go ahead and uh, type a quick blog post here. Edit. T A I S O S space I S space B N N O I E B B I S E D O S D N O N S R T I O N N O I T A R Period. Enter. Press self-hosted blog. Demonstrate how to virtual PC. Close tags button. This post is being used to demonstrate how to post to a WordPress self-hosted blog edit. And that'll do for a quick first-time post. So... Now that we've typed our post, shortcut keys are a given. We're going to hit uh, Alt-Shift-P to automatically publish the post. Alt-Shift-P, Publish Alt-Plus-P button, Edit Post, Main Menu Test Blog WordPress, Publish Alt-Plus-P button, Publish Alt-Plus-P, 8 headings in WP-Admin. And that, folks, is, well, <laughs> your first post. That's how it's done. Simple enough. This is not a hard platform to use. It's not hard, really, it's not. Um, I think that'll do for this part of the review. It's short, sweet, gives you an introduction to the installation, which isn't hard. Tweaking some initial settings um, in your profile. We'll get into general configuration. Uh, I think we'll add that to the next post for uh, of this review because there are a lot of sections to the settings panel, and it increases as you're adding plugins. So I think that might need its own uh, review segment, I do believe. With that said, for this part of the review, I'm Shane Davidson. You're listening to ACB Radio's main menu. You can contact me at Shane, S-H-A-N-E, at ShaneD.net. And I'll be happy to answer any questions or comments you may have about this portion of the review. We'll see you next time. Hi everybody, this is Mary Emerson, and I am here to talk to you today about The Teaching Company, which is a company that sells courses that consist of lectures provided to The Teaching Company by PhDs in various fields. And this is quite unusual because you can consider this to be distance learning, however, the teaching company itself just sells the courses. 
they are not affiliated with any single college or university or school. They, as a matter of fact, hire teachers from all over the country, and these people are top in their fields. They're just amazing. The courses are available from the Teaching Company website. I'll tell you that right now. www.teach, followed by the numbers 1, 2, all smashed together, T-E-A-C-H-1-2, that's teach12.com. So again, that's teach12.com. The site is fairly friendly to get around in. It's easier to use than it used to be. They have made some improvements to it in the past year. I have been purchasing courses from them since 2009. In fact, it was the summer of 2009. Someone told me that they had a course in the life and writings of C.S. Lewis. And since I'm a big fan of C.S. Lewis, I immediately went out and bought it from a teaching company. They offer most of their courses on DVD. Some of them are exclusively on DVD. And some are even on video now where you can download the video files. I have not done that. I prefer to get them on DVD and then use DVD Extractor to extract them to MB3 files. Even if the courses tend to be visual, I don't let that stop me because these people are describing more than they realize. And if you're good at listening and catching the clues, then you can generally figure out what's going on. You can purchase these courses, many of them on CD. You can also download them as MP3 files. And I do that quite a lot, as a matter of fact, the ones that are available that way, because if you download courses that are available in audio format, then you have the benefit of also getting a PDF file of the little booklet that comes with the courses. And these PDF files are easy to convert to TXT files, and you have a nice booklet in a text file that gives you the outline if you're interested. Usually in the back there is reading suggestions so you can get books that are associated with the topic and it's just it's really nice to have that information. When you bring up a course on the screen from a list of courses it provides you with the lecture topics plus a summary of the course, plus a bit about the professor. And I keep all of these in individual TXT files. I just open up Notepad and copy everything from the site that pertains to that particular course into a TXT file and save it. So for each course, whether it be audio or video, you can always get a good summary of the course and the lecture titles. A bit about the courses themselves. Each lecture is a half an hour to 45 minutes long. And as I said, if you get audio versions, you can easily download the audio files in a zip file. Or if you want, if you missed a lecture, then you can download individual lectures if you want to do that. So they're always there. In fact, when you set up an account and start downloading files, 
there's a library that is kept in your account so that you can easily just download something if you accidentally erase the folder that you put the files in. They do have updates occasionally. I have a couple of second editions of some courses and in a couple of cases I also have the first editions which have different approaches usually because there are different instructors teaching them. However, in courses such as algebra it does help to have both editions, the first and the second editions because some of the material is explained differently. As far as sales, they have courses on sale every week and you can get weekly newsletters that describe which courses are on sale and they tell you where to go on the site to get to the sale courses. They often have new courses that come out every couple of months or so. The courses are usually on sale for 70% off, which is a really good deal because quite often many of these courses are over $100. Some of them, as a matter of fact, are quite expensive. One of the longest courses costs about 750 bucks at least, and I got it on sale for a little over 100 So that's pretty good, I think. So I'm always buying things on sale, especially if they come out with a new course and something. And that really is the way to go, because many of their courses have either 12 or 24 or 36 lectures. And the ones that are 24 lectures are the most common. And generally they're on sale for, I would say, just under $50, which is a deal because you can buy the course once and have it forever. If you're getting an audio course with 24 lectures, then the cost is generally about $35 because the audio tends to be cheaper than the video. The topics that are covered are everything from anthropology. They have a course in people and cultures of the world, which is excellent, to history of different places. They have a history of the U.S. They have a history of Russia. They have history of a number of different things, as a matter of fact. They have a very nice course in history of the African continent. They have a couple of courses on China. They have English. They have quite a lot of literature courses. They have one on writing, which I haven't purchased. I might one of these days. They have history of English language. They have a course in general linguistics. All of these are equivalent to a college semester or a year of high school. They have some high school level courses, specifically algebra, geometry, and American history. I have bought the algebra courses that are high school level, and they are the equivalent, each of them, to a year of high school algebra and they're quite good. They don't talk down or anything. You get what you get and I got it just for general information to kind of refresh my memory of algebra. As a matter of fact, I've purchased just about all the math courses because I wanted to learn the concepts. I don't know really how detailed the descriptions of the various equations that they're working are. They have everything from general math, which 
I really appreciated because it had been a long time since I'd done some of the more esoteric things with general math. All the way up to pre-calculus, which includes trigonometry, and then they do have a couple of calculus courses, and they have a course specifically in differential equations, and I even have those. They have some math on the edge, such as number theory, chaos, complexity, although complexity tends to be a bit more philosophical than mathematical, I think. And they have statistics, of course, in general statistics and probability. One of my very favorite courses that they have is The Shape of Nature, which talks about topology. I wish they would describe the shapes that they're talking about because some of them are quite fascinating. They talk about fractals, which are some of my favorite concepts, and manifolds, which intrigue me, and some other things. So these are well worth checking into if you want to learn more about math. And it's been a while since I have really learned much about math, so I've had some fun with that. They also have a course in discrete mathematics, which covers some of these things and some other things as well. They have lots of science. I think I've got just about all the science that they offer. Everything from astronomy to astrophysics to physics itself to quantum mechanics, super string theory. I just love all this stuff, and I have had more fun with it in the past year since I started buying these science courses. And they do have some biology. In fact, the biology course is one of the longest ones. It's equivalent to a year of college biology, and it covers just about anything you can imagine. One of the longest courses, and it may well be the longest, is called Understanding the Universe, and it covers everything related to the sky and the universe and even a little about how the Earth works. In fact, they do have a course in Earth Sciences, Climate, Weather, which is Meteorology. They even have a course completely devoted to black holes. They have philosophy, they have some courses in economics, they have recently added a section called Better Living that includes a course on stress, on health, and even a history of doctors. Their views on medical topics tend to be fairly AMA-oriented. They also have a course on nutrition, which is taught by a nutritionist, of course, and they even have a course for those who are interested on wine. And I don't drink wine, so I decided I didn't want to purchase that one. They have some religion courses. They try to cover the basic ones. Many of them are Christian or Jewish, but they do have a course on Muslim, another one on Hinduism, another on Buddhism. And sometimes they will sell sets of world religion, so you get the basic course on each of these. They have quite a lot of courses on Christianity. Some of them are taught by Christians, some of them are taught by scholars who may not necessarily believe, but they do study the topic, and you can get a historical view of some of these things. They have a few art courses, which I haven't delved into. They also have some music courses, some focus on various composers. One of the best courses 
is how to listen to and understand great music. And it covers even as far back as some Greek and Roman music that has been interpreted and recorded. By interpreted, I mean they have tried to figure out how the music would have been played, and then they present it within the course itself. And from there, they proceed to describe the history of classical music going all the way back to medieval times and probably a little before that. And they focus quite a bit on the 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries, and of course the Baroque and Bach and Handel, and even very, very early 20th century music. There is one lesson on that. So it's a great survey of classical music. They have a course in jazz. One of the literature courses they have is called Masterpieces of the Imaginative Mind, and half of it is fantasy, the other half is science fiction. And it's quite a good course, as a matter of fact. Some of the fantasy, of course, goes back to the 18th and 19th centuries. In fact, some of the science fiction goes back to the late 19th century and even further back than that to Jules Verne. But they do focus on some modern authors. And I don't know if they're ever going to have a course completely devoted to science fiction, but this is actually a pretty good one because at least you can decide whether you want to listen to the whole thing or the part about fantasy or the part about science fiction. Okay, now I'll talk a little bit about shipping costs, which have gone up, of course, in the last couple of years. They do ship via Federal Express. If you want to buy one of these courses and you live in another part of the world, they will ship internationally via Federal Express. However, there are some places they will not ship they will not ship to Colombia because they've had trouble trying to deal with the regulations for sending stuff out to that country. They will not ship to Cuba or China. I don't know about North Korea, probably not, but they will ship to South Korea. And generally, they will ship to other parts of the world, but of course it would be quite expensive to do that because not only you have to deal with the cost of the course and the cost of the shipping, and then you have the conversion among different types of currency. So that would be a challenge. But certainly these courses are available internationally. And there is a list on their website of exactly where they will ship. By the way, there's a phone number at the very top of the website if you want to call them which might be a good way to go also. If you decide that you would rather purchase these things over the phone, you can call their customer service. Purchasing method, I usually purchase via credit card online, and I have my stuff shipped via U.S. Postal Service because I find it much easier. The downloadable courses, of course, are not shipped at all. You just get the MP3 files. Well, you also get the books also if you decide to download the PDF files. This is my way of doing distance learning, and it has a lot of advantages. Number one, there are no exams, and the instructor is just lecturing. You don't usually have any way to contact the instructor, although I did write to the teacher of the C.S. Lewis course because I thought it was so excellent, and he actually responded a couple hours after I wrote to him. Now, some of these people don't want to be contacted, but I think some others do. 
And I was delighted because now I'm on his email list when he sends out a little general update about where he's lecturing and what he's put up on his website. Then I get that information every four or five months or whenever he sends it out. And I was thoroughly delighted that he wrote me back. (laughs) That is the first time I've ever had anything like that happen. But generally, if you have questions, they usually tell you just to play that section of the course over again, and eventually you'll get it. Because since you do have the files and they're yours to keep, you can just take full advantage of them. The math courses have workbooks that are associated with them. I don't know how well a scanner would do with some of these. They tend to be quite large In fact, many of them are 8 by 11 or 9 by 11, and I think a scanner would work, but you would have to make sure that you scanned one page at a time, not two pages across, which is what I try to do sometimes. But usually when I get the booklets in the mail with the DVD courses, I don't even look at them. I just convert the courses to MP3 files And that's the end of it. That's my discussion of the teaching company. It's great because, as I said, you have no tests. You have nobody standing over you saying you have to complete this by next week or tomorrow or next month. These things are yours to keep. You just listen to them. And when you're done with them, you can give them to somebody else or you can keep them for future reference. I hope some of this has been of interest to some of you. It's a marvelous way to learn. People listen to these things when they're commuting or when they're on a treadmill or walking or just doing different things around the house and they want to have something to keep their mind active. I put these things on my Victor stream and listen to them. Some of these courses I haven't even gotten through yet. I tend to focus on the short ones and then eventually I dive into one of the longer ones. And I've really had a good time with this stuff. It's just been superb, and I have had a chance to learn a lot about science, which is one of my passions. It's great. It's a terrific way to learn. And again, if you want to check out the site, it's called The Teaching Company, and it's T-E-A-C-H-1-2, the number's 12.com. To contact me, my email address is Mary Emerson. M-A-R-Y-E-M-E-R-S-O-N at S-B-C global, S-B-C-G-L-O-B-A-L dot net. Thanks for listening, and bye for now. Hello, Main Menu. This is Chase Crispin, and today I would like to talk about barcode scanning. For those of you not familiar with barcode scanning, barcode scanning allows you to scan a barcode with a barcode scanner and be able to tell exactly what that item is, assuming it has a barcode on it. In some cases, you can actually have very detailed instructions about the item. For example, if it is a food item, you may be able to get preparation instructions for it. In this segment of Main Menu, I'm going to be showing you how barcode scanning works with bcscan.com as well as directionsforme.org. We'll start off by taking a look at bcscan.com. So I'm going to open my internet browser. Start menu. I enter that one of ten. I enter leaving menus. Windows Internet Explorer. I'm going to go to the address bar and type in bcscan. 
dot com. Press enter. And we'll go ahead and read this page. Link software, link product directions, link other resources, link login, table end, blank, heading level 5 BC scan, scan blank, welcome to BC scan, a new way to organize your life, this site allows you to use a barcode scanner to retrieve product information on over 10 million items, blank, link purchase the customized Metrologic Fusion barcode scanner from guys.com. blank, if you're new, read on to learn about our site, or, Link start scanning. Separator heading level 6 latest news. BC Scan is proud to partner with Link Directions for me. A service of Link Horizons for the blind. This adds packaging information and directions for over 360,000 items to the site and greatly increases the free information that is provided. Now available. Link purchased the Metrologic Fusion 3780 scanner from AT Guys. This version is especially customized for use with BC Scan. Link download the manual for this scanner and its use with BC Scan. Check out the free Link BC Scan app version 2.0 for window eyes which works directly with the BC scan site and supports directions for me. Check out Barcode Finder, a Windows program which works with BC scan. Learn about it on our link software page. Table with one columns and four rows graphic Google groups. Subscribe to the BC scan discussion list email subscribe button. Link visit this group. Table and heading level 6 about BC scan. BC scan is a free service that allows you to organize, catalog, learn about and manage your groceries, CDS, movies, household products, medications, or just about anything else. It works using a barcode scanner and databases including over 10 million products. When the barcode on an item is scanned, BC scan will check databases containing millions of items for the product and tell you what it is. You can add products to your personal inventory, add notes, or contribute additional information. It's great for the visually impaired person who needs to identify a and gooder for anyone who wants to better organize their life. Things you could do with BC Scan. List of four items, bullet inventory, your groceries, CDS, movies, or just about anything else. Great for your records or insurance protection. Bullet identify products and learn more about them. Bullet share and retrieve ingredients and product directions. Bullet and much more. Send us your ideas. List end. Link learn more about BC Scan and its features. Table with four columns and one rows. Link contact us. Link advertisers. We do our best to present accurate information on this site. But errors may occur from time to time. But he guys, LLC is not responsible for any problems encountered by using this site. Copyright 20062011. The guys, LLC. Link privacy policy. Table end. And now you hear the entire BC Scan site. You heard something about creating an account or logging in. This simply allows you to have more control over your items, such as seeing if what you scan, creating a list, and that type of stuff. But you don't need to have an account to use the site. However, if you do want an account, it is completely free and very easy to set up. For this demonstration, I will just click the Start Scanning link, and we will begin to scan. I also want to take a brief look at directionsforme.org, just so you know what it is. However, we'll see in just a moment how this interfaces with BC Scan. I'm going to go back to my address bar and type in directions, F O R me, dot org. Directions for me, 100%. Two headings and 16 links. Directions for me, same page link, skip to content. Heading level one, directions for me, link graphic, directions for me, logo, list of five items, link home, link food. Link Health and Beauty Link Other Link Contact Us List and Day Service of Link Horizons for the Blind Search for Products Search Button Link Graphic Click to Increase Font Size Link Graphic Click to Decrease Font Size Link Graphic Click And I'm going to go ahead and skip a lot of this for me, TM, level one, and read this part of the 
webpage. Front to you by Horizons for the blind new link at directions instantly with our new barcode scanner. Welcome to directions for BTM, your one-stop source for accessible packaging information. Directions provides the information that's on consumer packages or labels in a simple online format for anyone who has trouble reading the small print including people who are blind or visually impaired. This site provides a consistent quality source of complete packaging information for everything from preparation or cooking instructions to ingredient lists to nutrition and drug facts labels for many common grocery health and beauty and general merchandise products. In addition, it also provides potentially life-saving allergy and drug interaction warnings for those watching their carbohydrates, carbs, fat, sodium, or cholesterol intake. Directions provides a user-friendly way to get access to this information. Gaining comprehensive access will foster self-sufficiency and allow you to lead a more healthy and independent life. Directions for BTM was designed to be completely accessible with text-to-speech screen readers, magnifiers, and braille displays as well as web-enabled cell phones. This information is presented in a uniform easy-to-use format and eliminates features that hinder accessibility. Regardless of the product or brand, all packaging information is formatted and displayed the same way. Users will be able to access this data exactly the same way every time and will no longer have to search a variety of sites with different formats and varying levels of accessibility. The site remains current by utilizing a database that is continually added to and updated. You can now search for directions with our new LinkFusion Omnidirectional Barcode Scanner. Simply plug the scanner into a USB port, scan the barcode, and your directions will appear. Horizons is very excited about directions for BTM and the possibilities it holds. We hope that you enjoy the site and find it useful. Please spread the word about this important service and come back often as we are continually updating and improving directions. Please consider donating to who? And I stopped reading there, as the rest of the page doesn't really provide us that much information. But as you can see, you can enter the item you want to find, the name of the item, and be able to find instructions or scan in the barcode. So now that we've talked about what a barcode scanner is, we've looked at bcscan.com, and we've looked at directionsforme.org, why don't we actually go look and see how this can be used? Let's take a trip into my kitchen. I have purchased the Metrologic Fusion Omnidirectional Barcode Scanner that you heard about on both sites that is customized for blind users to use with BC Scan and Directions for Me. This is a fairly affordable barcode scanner and fairly portable. However, note that whenever you want to scan a barcode, you must have it plugged into your computer or some other mobile device. This barcode scanner comes with a fairly long USB cable, which I'm now going to plug into the USB port of my laptop. You hear my computer beep that it found a hardware device, and then you heard a very high-pitched beep, similar to what you might hear at a grocery store or any other type of store when an item is scanned. This is telling you that the barcode scanner is turned on and ready for use. It's worth mentioning that when you're looking for a barcode on an item, you'll want to look all around the packaging, as it varies from item to item where the barcode is found. On similar types of items, barcodes can usually be found in similar places, for example, on books. You can hold down the only button that you will find on the barcode scanner, which is a very large oval button, and scan the item. Or you can place the barcode scanner in the stand that it came with, which allows it to constantly be searching for a barcode. Besides that one button, you'll just find the very long handle of the barcode scanner that fits into the stand, and then you'll find the front of the barcode scanner made of glass where it scans the barcodes. To show you how this works, I'm going to navigate back to the BC Scan site, and I'm going to find the Scan Now link. The start scanning link, I click that, and all you have to do is look for the first edit box on this page. 
And you hear barcode edits, you hear my screen reader beep to tell me we're in that barcode field, and all we need to do now is find the barcode. So, I'm going to open up the refrigerator, find a can of pop, and I'm going to bring it over to the barcode scanner, which is positioned on the kitchen table, and I'm going to hold it in front of the barcode scanner. You can hold it quite a ways away. And I know the barcodes are usually found on the bottom of the pop can. That is the part of the pop can towards the bottom, not towards the top where the tab is. I'm going to rotate the can until you hear that beep. You hear, I'm going to pause the speech for a second, and you hear that it automatically typed in the barcode, pressed enter, and now the web page is ready to show me what I have scanned. So once you scan and you hear that beep, you can set down your item and know that you already have the results on the screen. So let's arrow down. And now we were in the middle of the page hearing that we could go to directions for me. That link would take us direct to that product page on directions for me. And then it tells us this particular type of product has been scanned eight times on BC Scan. So I'm going to go to the top of the page, and we hear ANW root beer. Six twelve MLOS three hundred fifty-five ML cans. Info from link directions for me. And we hear what it is. Now let's click the info from directions for me link. Enter directions for me. Visited link one hundred percent. ANW root beer directions for me. Direct ANW same page link heading level one directions for me. Link graphic the list of file link home. I'm going to go to the next heading. ANW root beer heading level two link. Root beer. Blank. Weight. 612 FLOS. 355 ML cans. Blank. Heading level 2 on this page. Blank. Same page link product detail. Let's we'll skip past this. Blank. Since 1919. Blank. Heading level 3 nutrition facts. Blank. Serving size. 1 can. And we can find all of the information that a sighted person could see on the can or on the box. So let's return the can of ANW root beer to the fridge. and put it away. And now that it's returned to the fridge, we can grab another can of pop, scan it, and see what it is. As you can see, this is a very nice form of telling what type of object you have, as oftentimes there are many objects that feel the same. Let's now move over to the pantry and grab a box. Now to scan this item, I'm not going to use the website. I'm going to use a script called BARF for JAWS. This is a script written for BC Scan and is available on the BC Scan website. Despite the name of BARF for the script for barcode scanning, it is actually a very nice and handy program. There is a similar app available for Window Eyes, version 7.0 and later. To launch the BARF script for recognizing barcodes with BC Scan, I'm going to press Control, Alt, Shift, and B. Alt, Control, Shift, B. BARF, barcode number, edit. You hear BARF, barcode number, edit. If we tab around here, we could add or edit item info. So if we scan something that was not recognized, we could add it so that people that scanned it in the future would know what it is. There's your read-only edit field for output that'll show you whatever you scan. And JAWS will also read this automatically. And we're back to the barcode number field. Barcodes on boxes are usually found around the edges. So not the large flat part of the box, but the edges, but it will not be the top where it opens. So let's scan one side. I'm going to move it in front of the barcode scanner, move the side up and down, and then let's try the, the other side. 
and you hear it's not there. If it's not there, it will usually be towards the bottom, not on the bottom edge, but towards the bottom. So we'll scan along there. We'll flip the box. We found the barcode on the side of the box, and we heard the beep, and we heard it read the barcode, and it said enter because it simulated a press of the enter key. And you automatically heard that these are waffle cones for ice cream. But if we tab, and here's our read only edit output. So we could read that info word by word, character by character, etc. So we could read that info word by word, character by character, etc. If we didn't catch what it said the first time. If the information about these ice cream cones was incorrect, we could choose the add slash edit info button and fix the error or add it if it was not recognized. There are uses for barcode scanning outside of the kitchen. These include CDs, DVDs, books, and much more. Let's see how the barcode scanner does with a book. I'm going to grab a book randomly off the bookshelf. And I've now got one. And with books, barcodes are usually on the back cover on the bottom right-hand side. By bottom right-hand side, I refer to if you are holding the book the correct way. So it would be the bottom right side facing away from you. So you need to turn it around so that it's the bottom left side facing the barcode scanner. And scan it. Enter title Crocodile Tears An Alex Ryder novel An Alex Ryder Adventure Edition Hardcover 2009117 Author Anthony Horowitz Publisher Filmal Physical Description 0.0x0.0x0.0 1.0LB 352 pages ISBN 0399250565 ISBN 13 And it would go on to read the rest of the info So as you can see you can just pick up a book, scan it, and find out what the book is. Now, you notice that it said height, weight, etc. was 0.0. This would be a time when you'd press that Add Edit Info button. It would give you the option to edit that info so you could fix the dimensions so that they don't say 0.0 because obviously a book is not going to be 0 inches tall and 0 inches thick. It's worth mentioning that this is a print book. Braille books usually will not contain a barcode, and if for some reason they do, it very possibly may not be found in the same place you found it on a print book. I am specifically referring to normally printed print books here. This should help you identify books that you are not familiar with. Barcodes are usually found in a similar place on DVDs and CDs. As with anything, position may vary. This will pretty much wrap up the barcode scanning review for ACB Radio's main menu. I apologize for the somewhat low quality of this recording, but there's nothing that else can be done because I am simply walking around the house recording this, so it is not the customary high-quality recording. This should help you learn how to use your barcode scanner and how it can assist you. If you have any questions, bcscan.com, as well as directionsforme.org, should pretty much answer your questions. This will conclude the review of barcode scanning with BC Scan and directions for me for ACB Radio Mainstream's main menu. I'm Chase Crispin, and thank you for listening to this review. We, the main menu team, would love to hear from you, the listener. To interact with the show, send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. 
follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash main menu. Visit our webpage at http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org. To join a mailing list where you can interact with other listeners, send a blank message to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Take the show with you wherever you go by subscribing to our podcast feed in the iTunes store or at http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org slash rss.php. We would love to hear from you, so keep in touch. Hi, this is Marlena for ACB Radio, the best listener-supported radio choice on the Internet. If you would like to help us continue bringing the quality programming you've come to expect from ACB Radio, you can do that. There's a lot of information by going to www.acbradio.org and clicking on a link that says Contribute to ACB Radio through the ACB store. It'll take you to our store page, and uh, you look for a link then that says contribute to ACB. Fill out the form. Make sure you know you want your contribution to go to ACB Radio. And hey, do a little shopping in the store while you're at it. You know, it's the two birds with one stone thing for ACB Radio. I'm Marlena. Thanks for listening. That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.